Another edition of the Behind the You podcast. We are officially brought to you by UFIT Gyms. Train together, win together. Introducing UFIT Gyms as the official fitness center for the Miami Hurricanes. Ready to join them. And all it takes is a dollar down. Let's go, Kane. Speaking of joining, joining us now, we're going to talk some hoops on the Behind the You podcast. Davon Reed, sir, thank you for doing this. What's going on, boss? Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Absolutely. First and foremost, congratulations to your contract. That's got to be sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that as well, man. Definitely a, a blessing, especially the journey I've been on in my, my short career. It's been a journey, so it was, it's a blessing to be back in the NBA number one and with a team you know, that values me as much as I you know, want to be valued. So when you put your name to that paper, you know you got two, year, two years at least, right? I think it's a two-year deal. I don't know if it's – what do you feel? I mean, I was going to say relief, but, like, is it is it relief? Is it joy? Is it, it – what are the emotions that you go through? You talked about your journey. We're going to get into it. But, what you know, putting that pen to paper, you feel what? Uh, happy, like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I feel like I'm hard on myself. I'm a, I'm a tough worker. And I expect a lot of myself. And a lot of times I feel like I haven't always got the, the best deal or the, I've gotten the short end of the stick in a lot of situations. So it just make me go harder. Like, like I'm, I'm somebody that like, I don't, I don't want to hear no. So if somebody tell me I can't do something, I'm gonna go that much harder to, to accomplish it. So to, to actually see that actually manifest and get back to the NBA, like I said, I was, finally get a chance to get on the court and actually be ready for it and it all pay off to a two-year deal is like a blessing for sure. That mentality, where does that come from? Uh, I don't know. Like my dad and I, we always just taught the game forever. Like as a, you know, growing up, like we spent so much time playing basketball. So I, I played basketball a lot. Of, I play a lot of different basketball, you know, but so much basketball, so much competition, like even in my backyard, I was the youngest, like in my neighborhood, everybody came to my court to play. I had to be better than them. These kids are like three, four, five years older than me. So it was like just that 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 will to win, really. Was your, did your dad play? Like was your like you talked about your dad and always playing. Did he play? Did he coach you? Like did he introduce? Did he put the ball in your hand? Oh, definitely. Uh, my fifth birthday, he uh, bought a court for me in my driveway, the same court I'm talking about. And he put it right at 10, never brought it down. To, so I had to, had to learn how to shoot on 10 feet right away. And you were always playing? And from that point on, I'm always playing. Like I said, I say maybe like, by the time I was like playing uh, recreational, kids was in my driveway because everybody just would, you know, walk by, see me, they hear the basketball, everybody know I'm hooping all day. Like every afternoon, summertime is nice outside. You know, even when it's like, if it was snow, I would shovel everything to the side and just, you know, if it was like able to do, but yeah, it didn't matter. So um, speaking of, of your, your deal, you're also reunited with another cane. Yes, my boy, Bruce, man, I was, uh, RGM, Calvin, he had asked me, like, how you feel about Bruce being with us? I was like, man, guy's very versatile, competitor, like, will really help us defensively, really help us, period, you know, combo guard, really. And then when we saw it, I'm like, wow, that happened pretty fast because 
just one text message exchange, and then the next thing you know, I'm like, we signed on Bruce. I'm like, that's tough. That's tough. Two cane, two canes in the league. Two canes in the league on the same team. Yeah, that's listen, man. The U is making noise, man. I'm telling you. I know. Making noise. We we just had a um dinner in Vegas with Coach I saw. Clark. Were you there? Yes, I was there. Yeah. Uh it was awesome to just see like Coachell's like tree, like you know, like I'm like, this is awesome. Like it was still everybody at different levels, but just to see the the network, you know, in this all you, it was like, felt like 30 people there. I'm like, this is, this is dope. Absolutely. What'd you think? It, so you must've had fun this year following them. Oh man. Listen, I can honestly say I have not stopped watching the U since I graduated. Like I, I'm a college, I'm a basketball fan. So I don't really discriminate. Like I like good basketball. So I still watch college basketball and I especially watch the U. So I've been watching them like, since I graduated and to see them finally get back. Like the biggest thing was they were healthy. They yep. had numbers, you know, like it was so hard watching them over the last few years play with seven, six, eight guys like a night, like, you know, so I was very happy for them in that run. And then my teammate Monte Morris was an Iowa State fan. So it was fun to be. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was fun. Nice. Was there anything, did you have anything on it? Did he do, you, did you, a little, a little handshake agreement or something? Uh, we had a little bet. I can't even remember. I can't even remember. We had a little bet for sure. He had a lot of, they had a lot of Iowa State fans in the building where we were at too. And oh yeah? Yeah, so many. I'm like, in Denver? Oh man. I hope they didn't have any Kansas players on your team, did you? No, I did. Good. Thankfully. <laughs> well so uh speaking of um coach l and speaking of miami and the canes of course that's why we're doing this uh you came the year after miami won the sweet six uh, won the acc and made it to the sweet 16 correct i did yeah so prior to that like how much of that influenced your decision like how aware were you of miami hurricane obviously you're you're all in now right but like back growing up in jersey up until that point how aware were you of the canes um and how much did that influence your decision? The very first time I watched Miami play, they played at Rutgers, I want to say. Because I, I got, I was getting recruited for Rutgers, obviously, I'm from New Jersey. Uh, so that was the very first time I seen them play. So I was already now, on the, you know, just, you know, we, as, a, as a high school, again, basketball fan, first and foremost, so. You know, like this is like one of my first few times being recruited. And now I'm analyzing like, oh, I'm about to be playing at this level. So it's like to see a college game, adult. So first time seeing them play. The next time I seen them, uh, them play, I just happened to be home watching TV and I watched them beat Duke at Duke. Oh, yeah. That was the year before the Sweet 16. They beat Duke at Duke. Um, and then... The next, oh, so I'm getting recruited by Miami, and I'm I'm really rocking with Miami. Coach Huger was recruiting me, uh, and my biggest thing was at that time, who was showing me the most love. I never got really caught up in the the name of everything. Like, like my schools were in the ACC. Uh, it was Wake. It was Miami. It was. Um, 
uh, um, Xavier, it was uh, Memphis. So it was good, big name schools, but it wasn't like I was going there because this is an ACC or this is the, I was going on based on who was, who was really showing me love. Like Wake was really showing me love. Like I would have known like, yes, it may not have been the best program in the ACC. Yes, it's still the ACC, but it was about like my relationship with the coach, their plans for me. It wasn't really about like, so long story short, coach telling them they start showing a lot of love and I'm really like in with the U now. So when I went on my visit, it was just like the icing on the cake. And it wasn't even because I had a crazy time out or anything. It was like my mom had came, her, my family came, they showed my whole family love. And I was like, I just felt Coach L right then and there. I was like, wow. Like, I'm like, wow. Like, yeah, this is the type of like leadership I want to be around. And then I committed. And next thing you know, we go to ACC. We go to the <laughs> and I'm like, I'm I made like, the right choice. Go. I made the right choice. I'm like, let's go, man. It was crazy. That was, it was crazy, man. Everything. And then getting there was the, Best decision I could have ever made, man. Honestly, I tell people that all the time. Why? Uh, I became a man there. Like, you know, like just in every facet, it was just. And a, a lot of that was under Coach L's tutelage, just like how he speak to you. Like, he changed your perspective on a lot of things. Like, even how I look at the game of basketball, like, totally change your perspective. Like, on life, show you how to. We literally had, like, I won't say rules, but we had like principles, like on and off the court. We had principles, like Cotel was like very. All right, wait, wait. I'm gonna interrupt for one second. So if you have principles, I've had Coach L on. In fact, we had to do a two parter with him because he has he had a lengthy, you know, he's put a lot of time in. So we had a lot of we had a lot of a lot of time, a lot of history. What's that? Yeah, we might have to do a third one. You're right. But so so just well, I'm gonna test your knowledge. I hate to put you on the spot, but if we're talking about principles for him. What does what did the what did the three letters ACC mean? I knew you were going to say that. That that was too predictable. You should have hit me with the Ten Commandments or something. Well, that, we'll do it. That I fine. No, you no, just no, 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 that's it. Well, I'm gonna double down. Give me the, the ACC. ACC attitude, commitment, and class. There we go. Yeah. Now give sure. me give me as many commandments as you can. Um, on the course, uh, you start with defense. We'll set our defense every time. Um, I'm gonna say I'm probably out of out of order. I don't care. Um, we will set our defense every time. We will basically sprint back, run, set our like, find a man, um, elbows and blocks. Uh, we will block out, rebound, and run. I, I can't remember. There All right. Were, well, hey, man, you brought it up. You brought <laughs> it up. So I, I don't know. I, I, I was at a practice a few years ago. I don't know if you were there. It was the same way. But they used to be – he used to put them at the, uh, at the baseline. They used to be, like, stacked. Did you man, have that? These things graduated. Listen, when I <laughs> – my rookie year – I'm in my uh, freshman year. They were, like, cardboard, uh, like, nice, but, like, like cardboard stands, like right. 10 – it, it would be five and five, offense, defense, defense start first, always. Coach L is a defensive coach. Then, next thing you know, like my last two years, they're like 
we have the banners and the practice <laughs> they're hanging from the rafters you know it's the it's the print of, like you see them in the bed i'm like go tell man he's funny he's funny all right, so um, Angel's been on here. McGusty's been on here just singing the praises of how much love they have for Coach L. Why? Why does everyone love that man? Why do you love him? Man, like I said, he's got, a, he's got like a different type of warm embrace. He's like a, like a cool grandpa, and I mean in the nicest way. Like he's, you know what I'm saying? He's understanding. He's, he's, he's going to teach you you know, the right, the right way to carry yourself. Like, for example, don't wear headphones on campus. Coach, why are you saying that? I want you to be able to speak to people if they're talking to you. I want you to tell them, come to the game. Just little stuff, you know what I'm saying? Just Like, he'll change your perspective, man. He'll love on you, man. He's he going to win you a lot of games. You know, he's going to get you better as a person. He's actually, like, invested in getting you better. Like, I can honestly say that, like, on and off the court, he just wants to see the best in everybody. Like, even after you stop playing for him, he'll still be hitting you up, checking on you. So to, to go to that dinner, that was that was enough said right there for him to organize that. That was awesome. Man. I think it's, that dinner's pretty cool. To, like you said, like to see like the you know the U basketball, like you said, lineage or tree, right? And it was a it wasn't like three guys, right? Like. That the bas- that the University of Miami basketball under Coach Larinaga is putting a stamp on the sport. Yes, definitely, definitely, and and that's just at the NBA level. Think about like uh, the coaches and stuff at the college level. Oh yeah. So his his tree is awesome. You know what I'm saying? Even going back to like former when he was an assistant coach and all that stuff, and uh, he always talked about who Ralph Sampson. Yes. Oh, Talk about and Rick Carlisle. Like, think about that. Like, Coach Rick Carlisle. Like, that's well, how about he had the scout. I mean, I, I think when we had him on, I was like, give me the scouting report on Jordan. I mean, he he was the assistant at Virginia when yeah. Jordan was in the ACC. Yes, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. It's uh, he is he is a he is a wealth of knowledge. So now you you come down to Miami, mm-hmm. and you get hurt your fir- you get hurt your first year. You hurt you are you hurt before you even played, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I played. Um, I started on and off my freshman year. I played the one, I played the two, I played three, I played some four. Uh, uh, my freshman year, that was after everybody left Shane. Right. Got drafted and Duran, Kenny, all those guys had graduated. So um, it was just like a, a, a reset year, rebuild year. So it was good though, because I got to play through my mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I got to play through my mistakes my rookie. I mean, my freshman year. And then um, going into my sophomore year, I was feeling great, too. I was playing well. I was feeling great. I was set to start. And I had uh, torn my meniscus. And uh, I missed, they said I was going to miss four to six months. And I missed, like, three and a half months. So um, that was that was an interesting time, too. But uh I fought through it and I didn't even, it wasn't even like planned that like, I'm going to come back this game. It was like, first of all, like everybody was like four to six months. So they cleared me in three and I still like, I didn't just hop right in the game, but then I say like maybe 
few games went by and I was my team needed me, I felt like, and I just hopped in the game ready to play and I just played the rest of the season. And Angel and Sheldon are there, but they sitting out that year too? No. Transfer? They had sat out the year before. They sat out my freshman year. Oh, that's the that's the year you go to the NIT, but he's Angel's hurt at the end of the year. I we think that's what it is. My sophomore year, yeah, we went to NIT. NIT. So how did Sheldon how did Sheldon and 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 Angel how did their arrival change the dynamic of the team and Kamari too? Oh man. Oh man. Um did Murph miss a year? Murph missed that year with us. So Murph transferred in my like he was sitting that year. Um, but when Angel and Sheldon, uh, you know, it was like now it was like our identity finally because we had all practiced together the year before, but Shane. Uh, Angel and Sheldon, they were on the other team. And in some ways, not, not in some ways, a lot of ways, they made me better because I'm a freshman. Not only am I going through it in the game, learning the game, I'm learning against these two, like, you know what I mean? They're they're upperclassmen now, like, you know what best I'm scout, Best scout players ever. Oh, man, they used to go crazy on scout. They used to, they used to, they used to, a lot of days they used to beat us. No, definitely. Definitely used to be this. But and, Murph was, and Murph was getting healthy. And once he got healthy, he'd be on the court. It was, yeah. What are we drinking right there? What kind of smoothie we got? Uh, this is something from Joe the Juice. I think it's like lemon, um, ginger, pineapple. All right. Yeah. Next time, bring two, okay? My fault. <laughs> <laughs> I need a gift card or something. <laughs> a gift card. That's great. Hey, so you, you beat Angel beats Florida that year, right? Oh, man. There's no, nothing. I think that, so. That's my sophomore year. Yes. That's when I was still hurt. That was awesome. Again, basketball fan. So, like, I'm on the sideline watching, and this environment is crazy. Up to this point, I hadn't played in anything that was besides the ACC tournament my freshman year. Uh, but at this point, I hadn't played in anything. This is early in the, the season that year. Angel going crazy, hit that big shot. Oh my, that was a that was a hell of a game, man. I remember that Florida game. And it was there at Florida. Nothing. Yeah. So nothing better. I always say there's winning's better, but winning on the road's the best. Yes, yes, yes. Running on the beat, road. I, no, I, I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, like, as a competitor, I've always enjoyed playing on the road more than home. Like, I like to snatch a – I like to send the crowd home, like, like not not like upset that the team lost, but, like, more like, damn, like, that kid really won that game. Like, that's how I like to – that's the type of crowd. So were you healthy for the, for the win at Duke? Yes, that was one of my first uh, games back. So that's at the top of the charts, right? I mean, you walk yeah. out of you walk out of Cameron with a dub. That's at the top of the list. We we was smoking them. We just beat them. We beat them behind. We we did them dirty for sure. Like I, I uh, brag against all my uh, friends. Some of my friends that play at Duke and stuff. I just you know talk trash. I talk trash to everybody at ACC because I can. <laughs> I beat a lot of teams, you know what I'm saying? So, so you say you talk trash now, or you talk trash then, or both? Now, then, now, like on the court, then for sure. That's just how we used to. That was another thing. We were so 
after our sophomore, my sophomore year at NIT loss, we were so locked in. We had gotten so much to a point now where it was no holes barred. Like we're addressing anything. Like even if it don't come off right, like we were locked in on the same page. We were had, we had a different level of focus. Like my junior year, we we hit I think high as like eighth in the country. Like went to the Sweet Sixteen again. Like should have won the regular season ACC. Like, you know what I'm saying? We were we were really locked in because we had went through the experience of one, not making a tournament when we felt How, like- All right, so did you feel you got short short stacked on that one? Absolutely. We had 20 plus wins. We had, we had, I think, two bad losses at home. We had the Green Bay, Wisconsin, bad loss at home. That was the first game I came back. And we had- no, we had three bad losses. We had Georgia Tech at home. They spanked us. Like, they were not good. And then we had uh, – we lost to, like, New Mexico. No. Northeastern. Hey, no, 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 no. The year before, Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky. They violated us at home. That was the reason why we, we had three terrible losses at home. But we were a 20-plus one team. We beat some big teams that year. What's funny is that the years that it's it's, a, it's this weird oddity with Coach L's teams, like his best years, there's, there's always one, like the year you go to the Sweet 16, you lost to Northeastern. We lost to Northeastern. They were pretty good. And they beat us at the butter, buzzer. And, and actually, the good dude gained me. They, <laughs> he gained me. So <laughs> <laughs> at least you admit it, dude. I appreciate the, the honesty. I had a good game, too, but dude gained me. I'm sorry. But there's always one of those. Like the, the year we, the year that I was broadcasting, that we went to the Swiss thing, we lost the Florida Gulf Coast before they were Florida. You know, before they, yeah, it's like there's always one of these that pop up every dunk year. City was good though. That was Dunk City. That was. I know, good. but before they were Dunk, I mean, they were Dunk City, but before they were Dunk. You know what I mean? Like that, they took the nation by storm at the end. But you know, you, you put it on paper. What do you think is going to happen? Right, right. You know. Right. So what happened in the Sweet 16 again? I mean, obviously Nova won it all, but if you could re if you could rewind, if you could go back in time and, and change something from that game, what would you change? That was the only game I think probably all season, probably that and the Northeastern game where we took our opponent lightly. We didn't, we didn't come to play our game. And then we were still able to lock in mid-game. They were blowing us out. We came all the way back, and they blew us out again. Because they were just a better team that night. They shot lights out from the from the field. But, like, we didn't come into the game how we came into the Buffalo game, how we came into the the uh, Wichita State game. Like, in those games, like, you could you could see it on their face. Angel face, you could – oh, my goodness. Angel was incredible in that Wichita State game. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, he went bananas. Goodness. He was going after it, man, that was a that was a that was a classic game, man. That was a that was a really good game, man. So what's it like when you're when you're when you know that time of year that that event takes over the world? You're in the Sweet Sixteen. I remember when we went. I thought I was thinking to myself, man, you know, we were in the Sweet Sixteen. You start at least for me. Players will say or coaches at one game at a time, but I'm like, dude, we're like, you win this one, then you're the Elite Eight. Next, next thing you know, it's the Final Four. I'm like, you're in the Final Four. Like, this is like, do you let? Did you let your mind kind of go there? Because I don't think it's a bad thing. To, to me, it's like a, it's like you put something out there to strive for, but it, it gives you something like a destination, right? I'm thinking to myself, we're one of the last. Like, we're in this big event that I've watched my whole life. 
you know, filled out brackets, you know, one shining moment, like this could happen. There's a chance we're, we have a chance for this to happen. Did you get, would you allow yourself to think that? I think in a way we kind of did. Like I said, I think we were kind of looking forward instead of focusing on Nova. I don't think I can say that about every team that played Nova in the tournament that year. I don't think anybody was, they were a good team. Don't get me wrong throughout the year, but I don't think anybody was thinking Nova was the team to beat that year. Right. So it was like, I don't know. And they were good, man. They were good. We struggled. They, they, they were the better team than me. I can honestly say that they were the better. So now the next year. So what's that off season like? Oh man, that was a big off season for me. I had got uh, invited to Adidas Nations. I went out there, played really well. So now, like prior to that, I'm not getting a ton of like. At least I'm not hearing a ton of like NBA buzz, and I'm not really worried about it. I'm just focused on getting better every summer. And that's what I did. I got better every summer. That was my goal. Like, make sure you you take a step forward every year. So, and that's been my whole career since I started really working out. Like my dad always said, separate yourself in the summer. Summer is for separation. So that's just been how I always train. So um, now I'm starting to get the NBA buzz. I'm, I'm going in front of scouts. I'm playing against other people that they're on mock drafts. I start hitting mock drafts, late 50s. I'm in early 50s and stuff like that. Um, but I, I honestly say, like, thanks to Coach L, I still never focused on that. Like, he didn't let us talk to agents. You know what I'm saying? He, he really just said, you know, just focus on getting better. And that was just my motto. And I did that and everything just took, took care of itself. And then uh, by the time the season started, we were ready to go. Did you always believe in your head you were an NBA player? Oh, yeah, always. I, first of all, I always told my parents, like, this is what I want to do. I was just laughing with my grandma the other day. Like, we've been talking about this for a long time, right? Like, you, like you, you could, anybody in the family that's, like, really close to me, like, they can attest, like, it's always been my dream. So, and I've always been pretty good, but I've always had to, like basically like prove people wrong like just the path of my career and like it's made me better like so i'm not complaining about it but i've always had to feel like do more to show people like i'm i'm, I'm worthy or whatever so you know so that's senior year your senior year obviously angel and sheldon are gone right yes but you bring in bruce dewan um kamari's still there so you, what are you thinking about that? What are you thinking about the prospects of that team going in? Um, DeWan's a, a McDonald's All-American. Bruce is, uh, like, should have been an All-American. I could have been, like, one of the top 50 or so players uh, in the country. So we're excited. I know I'm looking right forward to having a big year. Quan's coming off a of, uh, – Jaquan Newton's coming off a of, of, of big – Sophomore season uh, was uh, in the running for uh, six men of the year. Um, obviously, we got the experience. We just went to the Sweet 16, but I know it's my time to be the leader of this team. Uh, so um, everybody was ready. The focus stayed the same. I can honestly say we built a culture from like 
my freshman year on. Big credit to Nick Friedman, who's with the uh, with the Hornets now. Uh, just him, Ryan Cardock, um, Aaron Winshaw, like the GAs really locked in with us and, and we built a culture of getting better, getting in the gym, working hard, working out. And, and we all got better, everybody got better. And um, that culture stuck, you know, the whole time I was there. So, and like I said, transitioning my senior year, it was just like, it's my time now, it's my, you know, I put the work in for this, so I was ready for the moment. By the way, you know, I was just getting ready for this, this is all the COVID injuries, red shirts that Sam Wardenberg and Rodney Miller are on that team and they're just graduating now or leaving, I should say. Listen, Rod is one of my great friends, man. I, I, I tell people all the time, Rod was a freshman my senior year. I mean, yeah, my senior year. Like, I've been a professional for five years. He <laughs> <laughs> was a freshman on the Hill Man and Sam came early. I know. That's crazy. So, season's over, career over. Obviously, you know, you've just spoke about it's been your a lifelong dream to, to go to the NBA. At that point, before you hit the camps, what do you think is going to happen? Are, are, you, are you thinking, I'm getting drafted? Where are you, what are you hoping for? And are you happy how it worked out? Uh, I'm absolutely happy how it worked out. I feel like it was meant for me. I don't think too many people could have done the path that I took. Well, I'm just talking about, we're going to get into that. I'm just talking about that year you were drafted. Are you half, like, are you thinking, like, what are you thinking to yourself when the season's over, your senior year? Here's where I'm at. Here's what's going to happen. And are you happy 32nd pick Phoenix Suns? Absolutely happy 32nd pick Phoenix Suns. Um, After the season, did I know what was going to happen? I didn't. Um, Start talking to agents, knew I had to take the hard route. Um, just because of the age factor. I knew that I could play. I knew that I had uh, interest from teams. Scouts would come to practice during the year. Coach L was telling me, like, he's he's asking about two different things like that. Um, but I went to Portsmouth. I took it one step at a time. My agent, well, um, yeah, my agent was telling me, um, go to Portsmouth, you play well, top five, get invited to the combine. So my goal is, I'm getting invited to the combine. You know what I'm saying? So that's my whole process. And did you? I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't see that. Did you? I Top did. five? I did. Good I job. Did. I did, man. I uh man, it was it was it was a it was a hell of a journey, man. To go there, my team won the Port Portsmouth chip. Um, went to the combine, got invited to the combine. Um, really didn't know until like the last minute, couldn't walk in my graduation. I'm thinking I'm going to graduation. Then I tell my mom, I'm not going to graduation, darling. I'm going to the combine. So uh, go to the combine, play well at the combine as well. Um, and straight from the combine, I go straight to workouts. And I heard me- you worked out like a mother. I heard you that. The, the, actually, the GM of the Suns told a story that, like, the Sunday night before one of your workouts, you're in the, you're in the in the training room late because you getting treatment, making sure you're right the next day. Because I don't know how many McDonald's workouts did you how many workouts did you do? McDonough told us. I, it, it was it was written. I, he didn't tell it to me. I just you know doing oh. my research. He told oh. this story. Oh, okay. Like I don't think people. I, and I guess the reason why I bring it up, Davon, is like probably people don't understand the process of 
getting drafted, right? The, the amount of work you had to put in or the trips you had to take or the workouts you had to do to get yourself in a position to get drafted. So maybe you could explain it. I'm going to make this, uh, I'm going I'm to condense this the best way I can. So Please I said, do. Portsmouth, that's, a, let's say, a week. As soon as I get home, I got three days, I fly to Vegas. I'm training in Vegas at Impact. I'm there for a month and a half, two months. Um, get invited to the combine, go to the combine in Chicago, let's say a week in the combine. Right from there, I go work out from Milwaukee the next day. Then I go fly to Brooklyn. I fly in Brooklyn maybe two days, uh, like a day in between I fly. The following day, I work out in Brooklyn. I fly back to Vegas, get my stuff together because I got my, um, I'm about to go on the road. I have my pro day. I have my pro day in Vegas. Straight from the pro day next day or, or later that afternoon, I'm on the road now. I go to Golden State. I go start cross country. I'm zigzagging across the country. I have 18 workouts. Uh, I'm killing at this point, like, now, like, I'm telling my agent, how, he's like, how did the workout go? I'm telling him I destroyed the workout. Like, after the first two, I got my feet wet, like, got my feet wet. Then I'm, I'm ready to go now. I, and I'm talking. I'm, I'm active. I'm letting everybody know, like, you got to be better than me today. I don't care who you are. What's your name? You have to be better than me today. So I'm, I'm on upswing. My momentum is coming. I'm Every workout, my agent's asking me how I did. I'm telling him I killed it. He's getting great feedback. Boom. I have a workout for Indiana and Phoenix. Um, they both called me back for a second workout. Um, the Indiana one I went before I went back for my Phoenix one. So uh, I have a great workout in New Orleans. I'm going against one of my buddies from um, – from, um, Impact with me, Eric McCree. We had, we were, we were the like, I would probably say showcase that we were the best to an impact during that time. So now we're in fast forward, we're in the workout, we're going at it. And I hurt my leg a little bit. Finished the workout, still had a great workout. I'm scheduled to go to Philly. I'm from New Jersey. I'm like, yo, my leg is not feeling good. My leg is not feeling good. I can't work out today. I'm limping, all that. So I go to Philly. I tell them I don't work out. Uh, they end up getting me MRIs, all that. MRIs are negative, but, you know, I need to rest. I end up canceling my San Antonio workout, and Phoenix calls me back for a second workout. So I'm like, but it's in a few days, so I got some time. So I stay home. I rest all weekend get a little treatment. I rest all weekend. Then I go out to Phoenix. I'm in the training room the whole afternoon before. I'm in the training room. I'm, I'm doing a little rehab. They had this machine. I love this machine. I got to figure it out. But it's basically like shock therapy. And then, uh, shout out to uh, Aaron Nelson and, and uh, uh, training staff mafia. They're in New Orleans now. But uh, they, they really got me right for that workout. And we had a a wing gauntlet. It was me, Semi Ojale, uh, VJ Beecham, Josh Hart, Sterling Brown, Dylan Brooks. Ooh. Favorite workout. And we just went at it. <laughs> it 
it was it was a no BS workout. We just went at it. We just competed the whole time. Now imagine in that time, like everyone's out. I mean, everyone wants to see everyone do well, but that's life and death. Man, and and mind you, like, and I and I didn't feel a thing. My leg was great. It was ready to go out of nowhere. I was ready to go. It was it was it was God, man. It was it was it was beautiful. So. Got a few more workouts up until the night of the draft. I work out uh, the day before the draft. I work out the day before the draft for the Knicks. Oh. Day before the draft for the Knicks, I work out. Donovan Mitchell works out the day before the draft for the Knicks. We have a workout the day before. Together? The yeah, me, him, Damian Dawson, and six of us. I can't remember who else. Um, I so draft night, draft night, do you have any idea where who like who likes you, who doesn't like you know there's all kinds of information, misinformation? Like you have any idea what's gonna happen? My agent at the time tells me Phoenix likes you, but 30 second might be too high for you. They're saying 30 second might be too high for you. And I'm like, okay. I'm not tripping about anything at this point. I know what I've done at this point. So I'm I'm to the point where I'm like. Uh, I'm not tripping. I know Dallas has told me, like, if you go undrafted, we're signing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I know, like, I'm confident on where I, I, I where I stood at that point. Like, didn't matter if I got drafted or not. So, um, but my agent did tell me the night before, um, do you want to go to the draft? He never said this to me before the day before the draft. Do you want to go to the draft? Um uh, I, I'm pretty sure that, like, I'm pretty confident that uh, New Orleans isn't going to let you pass 40. I'm like, uh, I'm going to go kick it with my family. We already rented out this place. Like, I didn't prepare for this. And, I, and I, you know what I mean? No matter what happens, I'm going to be with my family. So, did it, man. And then, you know, I just had a feeling with Phoenix, though. I can honestly say I got up in the morning. I went and shot with um, a high school coach and one of my uh, best friends, my little brother. And uh, I was like, I just feel Phoenix in my heart. I had told him. And then uh, Josh Hart went at 30. And I think a few minutes later, my agent called me and was like, you're taking you at 32. And I was like, man, I got to hear this myself. I hung up, told everybody be quiet. And the rest is history, man. It was such a surreal feeling, man. Such a surreal feeling. Though. Can you still like see it in your head, like that moment that your name on TV, like can, can it's it's got to be top of mind. Man, it, it's it's almost like uh, I get emotional about it because I, I really had my whole family. Like I remember where I was sitting, where I like I could put myself back in my body, like right at that moment. Like it was, and it was the best. Like being at the draft wouldn't have even like couldn't pair to that for real. Like. I, I shouldn't say that because Mark Tatum is uh, uh, he was on the board of trustees in my high school. So I, I, I know Mark Tatum. So that would have been dope. And it was dope to hear my name called by him. But being around my family, man, and everybody just going crazy after that, it was just like, oh, man, crying with my mom, my dad, man. Just it was it was different, man. And then the journey, and then the, the journey. So this journey that you've talked about, which, you know, I know some of it, I don't know what, then this, this journey begins that takes you through the <laughs> NBA, out of the NBA, back to the NBA. Um, 
I guess that makes it that, I mean, we'll, we'll hit some of these dots, but I guess that also makes this, you know, where we started with signing the contract that much sweeter. Man. Now people can like, I don't, I don't know if people really know what, what all this up to this point had entailed, you know? So it's, it's good that people are getting some insight on this, man. Davon, you drafted, boom, celebration, right? Kind of like you accomplished a goal, the goal, but now it's time to work again, right? So at that point, you get to camp and you sound like a very confident person from talking to you, but you walk into camp and are, you believe you belong. Is there like a welcoming? Is there a rite of passage? You know, you're now you're in camp. Everyone's an NBA dude. Like, where's your head at as you start the journey? Uh, well, I went to summer league, uh, camp and, um, right away, uh, I could see the pace, the difference, just the professionalism of the game. Like, but I was ready for it. I was well prepared by coach. L. I knew how to carry myself. Like I knew just the right place to be defensively talking was in my nature, hustling defense was in my nature. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, Summer league was awesome. Played well, averaged like 14, 15 off the bench um, my, um, my rookie year in summer league and then get hurt. That's it. I had that. So that, that does that mess with your head only because, you know, like, hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a rookie, right? I'm trying to make the league. I'm hurt. It's a business. Right. Man, it, it was just like, I felt like, why right now? Like I said, I had all that momentum like people like this guy went 32nd, you know what I'm saying? Then I go to summer league and average 14, 15 off the bench. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm hooping. So it's like, Oh, okay. We seeing it now. We I come out first game, have 18, like, uh, you know, I shine right away. So it was like, Oh man, all this momentum I had. And then it was like, literally from that point, it's been a uphill battle ever since, man. <laughs> So we're talking. So, so like, walk. Just walk me through like your the mindset of someone who knows they can play, right? But so you're from Phoenix to Indiana, I guess to out of the league. There's COVID. You're trying to get back. Like, is there ever? I guess a your mindset going through all that, and you got to tell me what the P League is. I don't know what the P League is. You got to tell me what the P League is. <laughs> the P League uh, is the Plus League. It's in Taiwan. Um, and in another universe, I probably would have never went there. But in the COVID era, just where everything was going on, um, I can honestly say that my love for the game, my love for the game was uh, absolutely still there. But like the business was getting beginning to wear on me, just like the 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 you know the the you know just. The way yeah, that I got this, you, this business is constructed. So did you think, did you ever think, do you let yourself think like maybe it's not meant to be like, do you let yourself think that? No, I never felt like that. If anything, I felt like. More driven. I felt like my talents and being appreciated more than, more than like it's over. I never, I never doubted myself. I never did. And like, at the end of the day, I told you, like, I could be real myself and know I need to go harder. Or I need to improve in this area. And so I'm I'm always up for improvement. Like, I'm always trying to get better each and every day. But, like, it was more like feeling like 
you know, my talent isn't, isn't even my hard work, my how much I give to this game and put in this game and care about. I don't care about the money. I do this because I love it. It's not being appreciated or reciprocated. That's what was beginning to wear on me more than anything. Because I just want to, you know, we should, I want to share with people. So two years in the league, first two years in the league, and then the third year, you, you play the whole year in the G League with the Heat? I went to the, yes, I went to uh, training camp with the Heat, played well, um, played for the G League team, and then COVID hit. So at that point, everything was kind of running into each other. COVID was a great reset for me. Now I'm hungry to play basketball again. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like burnt out about, you know, basketball. Like I'm loving, I'm ready to play basketball again. I get back to working out, go to Phoenix to train. I'm there from May to basically it's time for me to leave and go to like overseas. And now uh, I didn't get invited to the bubble. I was in the process of switching agents. And um, I'm signed to Octagon, and we talk about a few scenarios. And Taiwan, they brought to me, and I, I don't know. I just felt it in my heart, like you know, it was a situation for me, and it was the best decision I could have made at that point. It put the ball back in my hand. I got fans. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I got to be the man again. I got to learn how to, you know, control a team at a professional level now, like have the ball in my hands, all the big decisions in, in my hand, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I can bring this back to, I can bring this back to summer league, to TBT. I can bring this to an NBA team. I'm, I'm, I found my, I felt like I found my. So it helped you. You feel like it helped absolutely, you. Absolutely helped me. It absolutely helped me. I, I told somebody yesterday, I don't think I would be back in the NBA if I didn't make that move and go to Taiwan. Like when if you I would, come back, I'm sorry, go ahead. If I was spent another year in the G League, let's say that I spent that year in the G League bubble, I don't know where I would be right now. You know what I'm saying? We we know the 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 obstacles of the G League and all that. It just personally was the best decision for me. It was like the best timing for me, you know. So when you get back from there, when do you know you have an opportunity to hit training camp last, you know, what, October? Or, or did you go, did you go back to summer league? What, what happened? I went to – I played TBT with um, Category 5, Miami's team. That's a good um, squad, by the way, man. I put yeah. that – We – um we man, I wish we would have had more canes. We only had, like, seven canes. We we, we had some good canes. Don't give me Duran? Yeah, Duran, RB, Ryan Brown, Kamari, Zach Johnson – uh mike gilmore um myself and then the rest were um guys from other teams yeah but i'm yeah. saying that you could feel the team now yeah man we should they should really have a, a team like all the guys obviously you can't have the nba guys eligible but all who we have overseas dj trey julian julian um tanya Maybe Angel. get Jack, maybe get Jack out of retirement and strokes hits some threes from the perimeter. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's so many people. Jaquan's still there, like you know. So many people, man. So many when, so when do you know, like, do you know when do you feel good that I'm gonna get another shot? Say it again. After the P after the P League, when do you feel good that you're gonna get your shot? Well, I know I got I got my film now. I know that. You know, I'm ready for whatever situation. Um, 
I didn't necessarily – I got invited to training camp after summer league, playing well with the Nuggets. Uh, I was supposed to play for two other teams, but COVID and other reasons, I couldn't. Nuggets call me. I'm ready to go. Perfect storm. I fall into a good situation, play well, and we go from there. And they invite me to training camp. And at first, I'm still deciding, like, do I want to go overseas? Do I want to continue this route? Because at this point, it's like whatever level I need to do to get back to NBA, if I need to prove I don't belong, I proved I don't belong in Taiwan. If I need to prove that I don't belong in whatever situation, if it's the next best step for me, that's all I cared about. But ultimately chose to go to the G League and um, opportunity came. Tim Connolly told me, um, shoot 37% from three and do what you do. And if the opportunity is there, then we'll be calling you up and the rest is history. What's it like playing on a 10 day? Um, Man, I had the best 10 day ever just in the, in the sense that, you know, obviously it's 10 days. I think we played six games. <laughs> so I had a good sample size. I'm like, oh man, this is great. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was a good experience because um, it was a good experience because I had been in the NBA, but I hadn't been on this side of the spectrum now. But Malone trusted me. He had talked to me at training camp. I, I believe in you. I believe you're an NBA player. I, just from summer league, watching you, you know, keep playing with confidence, keep being you. And when that opportunity came and I was called up, man, he put me in, like, you know, he gave me the opportunity right away. And the Garden, that was the first professional arena I ever played in. I had 20 in the Garden as, a, as a, like, a middle schooler in a tournament. So I was – it was, like – this is my like backyard almost. Like I'm, I'm ready for this moment. And man, I'll never forget that game too. Like my welcome back moment. That was like awesome, man. With the Nuggets, you mean? With the Nuggets this season, yes. And then is your is your mindset? I'm, I'm taking, I'm seizing every opportunity. Like there's no going back. No, I'm, I'm taking it one game at a time. Okay. I, I, I reached a maturity in my life where I'm like, man. I'm going to control what I can control. I'm going to be the best that I can be. I'm, a, I'm not going to overthink it. I know I know where I belong here. I already know that I belong here. So it's time to let everybody else know that I belong here. That's the mentality I play with. The, the beautiful thing was I was being called up with a team that was familiar with me My, because I was there almost a month before training camp or a few weeks before training camp playing, hooping with the guys. I go to training camp with them. We go to preseason. You know what I'm saying? I go, I, I, these guys are familiar with me. It's not like they never seen me before, never right. hooped with me before, you know, and vice versa. I hoop with them. So it was like just picking up where I left off almost. I think you, uh, <clears throat> I like this. It's, I don't know where this question came from or how it came up, but you're like, I'm not a fringe guy. I'm not. <laughs> like I keep like is that the, that that's a, to me I feel like when you when you I don't know how it came up I don't remember exactly where or how that came up but I feel like for you it's like that's disrespectful I know what I can bring to a team and at the end of the day all like, right so wait wait what do you bring to a team because I have what the coaches is so what do you see Davon Reed brings to a team I'm willing to sacrifice whatever it takes for us to win 
I just want to win. Like, I, I'm willing to win. I'm a winner. I'm trying to win. Like, I, and I, I've won a lot, but I've never won, like, the big shebang. Like, and that's what I want to do. I want to win an NBA championship. I want to prove that I'm a key piece in that. You know, I feel like I'm a, I'm not a fringe guy. I'm a rotational piece. I'm a, somebody that's going to, make my teammates better just being on the floor with them. I'm going to push guys. I'm going to bring the best out of people. Like, that's what I bring to the to the table. In addition to that, you get the defense. You get the playmaking. You get the effective three-point shooting. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to rebound the ball at my side, be, be able to switch one through four. So that's what I'm about. And And at the end of the day, I'm trying to win, you know what I'm saying? I, like, who, who who, wouldn't want that type of blue-collar player on a team or on an organization? That's uh, you just said it. So you just said it. So these two these two words have come up all the time with you, toughness and gritty. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Like, the, do you like those two words to describe how you play? I do. I do. You I, I, Being from the Northeast, I feel like we got a different – we got a different way of playing basketball. You learn right away. Like if, if you smell, if somebody smell blood and if you're from New Jersey, Philadelphia, New York, and growing up team, you playing against smell blood, you're done. You might as well just take your shoes off. Like it's going to be a long night, you know? So you, that has to be the, that's the standard. You know what I mean? Now it's executing and playing well and all that, but you can't be, you got to be tough. You have to be tough. So we'll end on this. That mindset that mindset had to be just your whole being when um, when you got to play against LeBron. Man, uh, <laughs> I knew you was going to ask this too because everybody wanted to know. But for me, it was just like, one, I have much respect for LeBron's my of course. <laughs> How could you not? He and I, Allen Iverson and LeBron James took my love for the basket for basketball and took it to another level. You know what I'm saying? Seeing, seeing just their grace on the court. Um, so um just number one, that respect for him. And then two, my rookie year, I didn't even have a chance to play that much, but I'm in well, we play um in Cleveland, I'm playing for Phoenix. They sub me in, check LeBron, score a foul and one, like five plays in a row. <laughs> I sat there, I had to go sit right down. Like, <laughs> hey, Rook, hey, Rook. Yeah, like, so I hadn't seen Bron, I hadn't played against Bron again since this moment. So it was like, this is my moment. My family's in town. Like, I'm, I'm letting him know, like, I'm not no rookie no more. I'm here. I'm ready to go. Like, this is. It's, I watched I, I didn't I didn't read it. I watched it the way you played. Yeah. yeah Beat him up. It was man. That was a, a great, great, great moment too. I'll never forget that either. Never forget that. Well, Davon, man, this has been awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome. I can hear your pride, your belief, your hard work, you know, your love for the you, all of it. And I'm I, I and I'm actually I mean I knew I, I wanted to do this regardless. I'm but I'm now I'm a uh extremely uh happy that we did this and everyone got to kind of hear the whole story and i hope for for people that uh bleed that green and orange they uh they appreciate it too it's great to see it it's great to hear it and even more, probably happier now about 
how we started with signing the two-year contract now that we have it all in perspective. So thank you for taking the time. Appreciate you doing this. And hope to, hopefully we'll see you down in Miami sometime during the year. Definitely, brother. I appreciate you having me for sure. It's always great to connect with people that are all about the you, man. Um, I'm thankful. And again, like, I appreciate you giving me this platform to even tell people my story. So, dope. all right. And maybe we'll hear from you, too, in some uh, some other ways as well. Definitely. <laughs> all right, buddy. Be good. Have a good day, man. Thanks for telling your story and taking us behind the you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, my guy.